What's going on, Straight Talk Faithful? Your host, your boy, back in studio today, pre-recorded as always. And today I got a special treat. I'm running with some fellow podcasters, Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network. From Stogie Mania, please welcome Savage Steve and Uncle Bobby B, baby. Yeah. What's going on? What's up, Straight Talk fam? Uh, what's going on is that I'm having you guys on. I'm taking a page out of uh, Gillamy Talks, if you will, because he had me on his show. Thought it was pretty fun. Podcasters supporting podcasters, shouting out oh, stuff. Yeah. And since we're all in the same realm of this wrestling business, as we call it, I figured it'd be great to have you guys on. Going to have a lot of fun. Just shoot straight from the hip. And I'm going to get into it right now. Are you ready? Um, I know you're ready. You've been licking your lips since I've you got here. I've been ready, bro. I've been ready. <laughs> I'm always ready. I'm savage, man. That's it. All right. So let's talk, because obviously you guys rep AEW hardcore. Let's talk AEW for a bit. Well, there's been a lot of speculation uh, about how AEW is kind of opening up the doors to, you know, a more if you will, eclectic group of talent. You got Sonny Kiss, first kind of openly gay wrestler. You got Nia Rose, transgender wrestler. Nia actually just won the women's championship. And it was funny because I was mentioning to you right before we went on that the interview or the episode that drops right before this one is one where I kind of did a one-night stand with my former co-host. And in that episode, we talked. We recorded on a Tuesday before she won the title. And we talked about how they need to utilize these talents a little bit more. And the next thing you know, she wins the title. So, in terms of that, it's a great push for her. But my question is, I'll pose it to you first, and then we'll go to you, Bobby B. Um, pushing Nia is great. But what about Sonny? You've seen Sonny a lot at Greek Town. Great talent. These after-dark matches, I just don't think, represent his talent fully. What are your stats on that? Well, Sonny Kiss is a great talent, like you said. Um, my stance on that is, I'm, I don't know if they want to be, like, put him in the female, because after all, he's a gay talent, right? I don't know if they want to put him in the female category at this point, but who am I? I don't know. It, it, it's a subjective thing also. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing see him wrestle anybody. Just put him on the main card. He's such a good talent, ridiculously talented. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting him, talking to him, seeing him perform several times. Um, in the women's division, in the men's division, it don't matter. He's going to tear it up. He will tear it up. It don't matter, uh, in my opinion. So it, I'd like to see him, period. Yeah, um, I like Sonny, great wrestler. I like Nyla Rose as well. Um, I think maybe with Sonny starting with AEW, they're going to give him, they're going to wait to push him with a, with a good story. They're not just going to start throwing him into, into matches with no, no story to them. So, yeah, these dark matches might not be what Sonny's capable of. Um, we actually met Sonny at the Greek Town show. We hung out with Sonny and Killian. They were, were super nice and super humble and... And just hung out with us for a few minutes, uh, signed some stuff for us. Um, I, I I think it's I think it's uh, it's great that the transgender athletes, the whether it's a non-binary or or whomever how, how however they identify, uh, I think it's cool. Intergender wrestling is is going to be more of a thing. It's going to keep happening. Um, you look at what Impact is doing right now. You have Tessa Blanchard as the world champion. Um, a lot of Maybe we'll talk about that after because there's a lot of uh, opinions going back and forth. Oh, there's there's a segue already in mind, my friend. Continue. Yeah, there's a yeah, segue. but no, no, that's pretty much it. I just I think they're they're gonna give Sonny a push when when his time is right. Like there's gonna be an angle. You'll see Sonny really come to the forefront with some sort of storyline behind it, as opposed to just here's Sonny versus whomever. I agree with both your points, and I think they're well thought out. Uh, since we're on the subject of you know uh, AEW, we have to switch to Nyla for a brief period, and we have to talk about something that's kind of gotten a little bit of heat since she won the title. Specifically, one old school wrestler who's not behind. Well, hold on now. Let me just build. Let me just build the moment here. Uh, one wrestler who's not behind it. He's been very vocal. Uh, again, vocal as a keyboard warrior on Twitter. You know who I'm talking about. Val Venus. Val Venus has been very vocal since she won it, and. Um, has not been happy about it, saying that it was the stupidest idea to ever happen in all of wrestling. I firmly disagree. Again, man, woman, transgender, however you identify, if you could kick ass in the ring, then that's all I care about. Because that's what real wrestling fans care he about. He said that was the stupidest idea in all of wrestling. Well, actually, I'm I'm subphrasing. There was a lot more. No, no, no. Yeah, he's really subphrasing. I'm very sub. I'm just kind did, of did wrapping. Did you ever it. see Big Show fall off a building into a river that wasn't next to the stadium? Or well. I'm sure he did. But this is also a guy that his first big breakout storyline in the WWE Attitude Era, if you remember, is when he fucked the Chinese girl. Never mind. And then they almost cut his dick off. Yeah, that's why I'm talking that about was, that same storyline. The guy. choppy choppy pee pee. Different era. Would never get over today. But what, if, choppy choppy my pee pee? Yeah, no oh, shit. Yeah. But look at look at the 
the era they were in, look at the angles they were running. It's not it, in the context of the time, it's not cool looking back on it. No, it's not cool. No. It's, it's, it's highly racist. But in the context of the time, it wasn't. That's not doesn't make it right. But at, at the time, it was... You know, whether it was a good angle, bad angle. But I'm not even talking about the racial implications. No, but, 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 I'm just talking about that was his first major breakout storyline. Then he went on to bang Ken Shamrock's sister, apparently. Yeah, and then and then he's... So who's who's Sean Morley to go and criticize, you know? That was my point. Yeah, I, I hear you. So your breakout storylines are banging everybody else's family members or wives or whatever. Uh, and your character was a porn star. Yeah. You came out saying, hello, you were actually like a more greased up, jacked up version of Rick Rude. Actually, I'm not going to say jacked no. up, more greased up version of Rick Rude because Rick Rude was way more jacked than he was. But going to those points, and we'll get to you right away. Uh, you said, fuck that guy. And I agree with you completely. But his comments in this day and age, actually, he's not even talking about in this day and age where everybody's <clears throat> uber sensitive. Let's just talk comments as a wrestling fan to a wrestling fan. Do you see those comments, any context of them? And again, I subphrase very, very, very cleanly. But what do you think? So, I don't know if you know this or even the Straight Talk Faithfuls. They don't really know me, but I'm Savage Steve from the Stogie Mania family. Um, my family, my actual bloodline family, I have a lot of people in the LG, I can't even say it. LGBTQ community. Plus community, right? So... Um, that being said, it, that it holds a near and special place to my heart, regardless. Um, for him to come out to say something like that, he hasn't been relevant in the fucking industry for, what, 10, 15 years now? No, he sells pot now. He's... Why would he even bother dropping... It's just publicity for him, in my opinion, for him to say the shit that he said. It's, it's unnecessary. Who gives a shit if she's a female now? She's a female now. She's now female. She's transgendered into being a female. She is now the women's champion of a company. Why the fuck would you bash that? Why? There's no... I, 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 it's just hurtful and stupid, in my opinion. In the world we live in today, like, it's not necessary. The, the shit that he's going off about, she doesn't deserve to be a champion. Get in the ring with her. If you have the balls, get in the ring with her. Fucking shoot, wrestle her, and she'll probably smack the shit out of him, in my opinion. I, I don't disagree with you at all. She's a tough She could smack the shit out of almost anybody, yeah. I think. So, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it, it, it holds a near and dear place to my heart. Even when Sonny got first signed, and there was they, they, we did our, our first podcast about that. So, I mean, his first episode was about Sonny Kiss being signed to AEW and the gay bashing that happened because people were saying, I'm no longer going to follow AEW because you signed a gay talent, blah, 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 all this bullshit, all this shit. And then they signed short thereafter Nyla Rose, the transgender, first transgender to a major contract. And it's just like the things people come up with in their fucking head. Sorry if I'm swearing too much. No, no. You're, this is a, this is like a, a. This is gonna be an explicit episode. I'm okay with the swear. Okay, good. good. This is. I, I forgot <laughs> to ask. Because we were throwing f bombs upstairs already. I'm like, okay, he's cool with the f bombs. Yeah, so yeah, we're good. My bad, man. Um, uh, but it's just a savage way, anyways. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's near and dear to my heart. And when people start like touching things about or like, talking and saying that kind of shit, like. There's no reason for it anymore. You know what I mean? The world that we live in today, like, people need to just fucking accept it and move on. She's a champion. Who knows for how long? She's a fucking excellent talent. She, bell to bell, man. She fucking throws down, bro. She's a tough girl. And I mean, there's not a lot of, right now, in my opinion, the, the women's division in that, in that company is very deep. There's a lot of talent there. But who's going to put up a fight against her now? You know what I mean? Like, uh, the only person I see is Hikuro Shida. Right, and that's and I think that's the problem. This actually segues perfectly. Did you want to touch on this at all? Yeah, I just wanna, I just want to mention like it's it's Sean Morley's comment. You know, Sean Morley, great worker. His gimmick wasn't his fault. That's what that's what WWE came up with for him, and he, and he rolled with it. Um, but it's it's just indicative of the overall negativity that really just permeates the the whole wrestling community. Everyone's talking about I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. this is a stupid idea. This is a, why don't you just focus on the good, the stuff you do like, and complain a little less about the negative stuff, or just don't, you know, don't watch that part of it. Don't don't follow that part of it. Yeah, like what you're saying is, like, if there's somebody you don't like, like, if you're not a fan of Nyla Rose, that's right. your choice. Exactly. Maybe at that moment, when she's on TV, maybe you step outside for a smoke, or you go refill your beer, you go do something like that. Yeah. You go find a way to avoid what you don't like. Even taking 10 seconds out of your life to write a tweet about it is is ridiculous. Too much you don't like it, you don't like it, that's it. But you know, it's the stupidest idea. In he can say it what, whatever he wants. The fact of the matter is, that's the direction they're going. You know, AEW's a massive company right now. Sean Morley is... It, Sean Morley and RVD have kind of 
switched. Like, RVD used to be doing the pot thing, and Morley was the porn star, and now RVD's the porn star, and Morley's doing the pot thing. Yeah, but RVD's woman is way hotter than anything we ever got. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? That, that, and, and, and to bring to that point here, like you said, the, the, the division in AEW is very, is very deep. It yeah. is. But now here's the problem that I lay, and this actually segues perfectly into Tessa. And this is something that Booker T touched on. You're going to go ahead and put a strap on somebody like that. Great. Woman's division, the whole company doesn't matter. But you said there's only one person that you could see right now could challenge Nyla Rose. And in terms of impact, any guy that drops to Tessa will forever be, you know, oh, well, he couldn't hang with Tessa. But then if she ever does lose the heavyweight championship but goes back to the women's division, she can never lose again. I mean, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the honest truth of it. She can never lose in the women's division again because you went ahead and made her, you know, the heavyweight champion, which is a great call. Despite all the heat and controversy that was happening that weekend, they still pushed forward with the storyline, which I didn't think they were going to. Me neither. I actually thought they were really going to, okay, all this shit's coming to light like three hours before the pay-per-view. Jeez. Fucked. Yeah. I thought they were going to call an audible and say, okay, Sammy, you're gonna, you're, we're going to have OBE Fulton come, come out in. and interfere. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have something happen where you're going to keep the title. But not. Gail Kim and Scott Demore rose above it all. Said, fuck it. This is the storyline we've built. This is the ending that people want to see. We're going to do it. But now I pose this question. If that division in AEW is so deep, as you say it is, and there's only one person that can hang with her, what happens when she holds that title for, let's just call it right now, a full calendar year? Let's just say it happens. Hypothetically, she holds it for a full calendar year. And then, you know, she drops it. Do they shift her in to the men's division? Because I, I honestly believe that Nyla Rose, much like Tessa Blanchard, transgender or not, Wrestling, re- wrestling ability is wrestling ability. It's like basketball IQ. You either have it or you don't. Like fucking Valentinus, which is why we traded him. We talked about that before we got on the show as well. But the thing of the matter remains, does, do they transition her to the men's division if she holds that title for a deep run, which I suspect that she will? Um, I mean, that's your opinion and your thought. Uh, who knows at this point? Who knows what's going to happen? We just got to sit and wait. Like, I, I said this to Ocho on the Ocho and Ortiz podcast the other day. Shout out to Ocho and Ortiz. Um, they you said, know, I do shout out you guys and Ocho all the time on my I show if you ever fucking listened. Obviously, he doesn't listen. I don't know if they listen. I don't know if I listen. they listen. I, knew, I, I listen. listen. Dave listens all the time. He shares my episodes. I Dave and I are good friends. We've I never met in person, but he's my boy. He bought one of my shirts. Dave Godspeed? Yes. He's one of my boys too. Yeah, exactly. I was on his podcast this Sunday. Uh, well, I'm going to get Dave. Shout out to Dave. Get me on your show. That's it. I'm tired <laughs> of this shit. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about it after. I, I, I mentioned you earlier. I messaged you earlier about yes. it, but we'll talk after. Yeah. Um, so back to, to what you were saying. It could it, it could work either way, man. Like, to be honest, the men's division in AEW is so deep with talent as well, though. Like, stupid, stupid talent. And they're just getting started. They're just scratching the surface, right? Um. They just got that big year with TNT, or that big deal, sorry, with TNT. Going to 2024, great, huge deal. Okay, huge so deal. You, you, have you noticed lately, like, the the pyro is bulked up like crazy, so fattied up. Uh, like, a few months later, they signed Jeff Cobb. That's just scratching the surface, man. You don't think they're going to dive into New Japan? Pot? They, they have friendships everywhere around, around the world, man. They're going to pick up big names, bigger names than they already have, you know, that are existing in the wrestling community, in the wrestling world, right? Um... I know I'm kind of segueing a little bit, but for her to be put into that division, it, it yeah, she could do it, but it's going to be very hard for her to compete at their level. You know what I mean? Not to take away from her, 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 her at all, but I think she will stay in the women's division. And I, I do think you're possibly right. She will hold the title a little longer than Rio did possibly a couple months, three, four, five months, a whole calendar year, whatever. And then, you know, someone will come bigger and badder. You know, there's awesome Kong is still in the division. She's a huge, huge, huge competitor. I could see them going to. Uh, I oh, see. I could see yeah. them going to best of seven series. Absolutely. And just keep upping the stakes every single time uh, they fight. Her, right. Her promo last night on TNT. I break bitches. That was just straight up and simple. And she's telling it how it is. And it's true, man. Like I haven't seen a woman smash people through tables as much as she has in the is past she six months. The face? No, she's a heel now. She's she's, she's been a heel now. the whole time. So that sets up your natural face underdog to come from come from under work from under to beat the big the big bad heel which is like classic wrestling booking 101 
Um, so that, that's probably one of the reasons they put it on her. And also, you know, not to take anything away from Nyla and not to sound uh, like an asshole, but sure, I, I, I think the idea of them having a transgender champion and people like Sunny Kiss on board, and I wouldn't be surprised if they signed someone like Effie or, or, or whomever... Um, that, that helps them at, from a business standpoint, that's helping them appeal to, to a different demographic. And it's not like WWE is oblivious to that too, because they do the, the Finn Balor thing. They have the rainbow, uh, Balor gear They're They're everybody, which as they should support all that stuff like that's, but I'm just saying from a business standpoint, it, it doesn't hurt either. Like it's, it's, you're, you're opening the doors to new fans and new publicity and yeah, maybe some people aren't going to like it, but you know, there's there's a million Jim Cornettes out there, and fuck them all. Oh, fuck, fuck. I I don't know if you ever did, heard the episode we did. We did a one one off shoot on Cornette, and the whole episode I just kept saying, "Shut your big fat southern mouth." I hate oh, that fucking guy. I hate that guy. But but speaking speaking of some classic some classic wrestling that's kind of come back into the fold in the recent weeks. There used to be, you know, five powerhouses promotions. You had your New Japan, you had your Ring of Honor, you had AEW, you had WWE, and you had, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Impact. I, I kind of put those in the five. Yeah. Then, all of a sudden, Billy Corgan up and purchases NWA. Love it. And we start to see what I loved about wrestling. I mean, I'm a huge 80s wrestling fan. I still like one of my favorite tag teams, love them or hate them, is The Revival. Classic 80s wrestling at its finest. They cut the ring off. They hit hard. They don't get the fair push. If they were ever in AEW, I think there would be lightning matches. I mean, I could see them in private party fucking tearing it up. It's coming. I know it's coming. coming. I can't wait for it to come because I'm a a, a fist to to faces, boots to asses all all day long. The Revival is my all-time favorite tag team. When they were in NXT, that's all I gave a fuck about. They made tag team wrestling the best. Though Don't get me wrong. DIY versus AOP. That latter match was fucking ridiculously special. But in terms of NWA kind of coming into the full, now we've got a six powerhouse and maybe even taking over the fifth spot. If you, if you kind of switch ROH impact, they kind of have their up and down periods. Mm-hmm. I'd say those three struggle for the five. I'm not going to say one through four because everybody's one through four is going to differ. But in terms of NWA and what they're doing, and I love it. I interviewed, you know, like I said, I interviewed um, Sienna. She was fantastic. She was very open and candid with me and it was great to talk to her. She, she donned that NWA women's championship that belt has so much lineage, it's ridiculous. The amount of hands and fingers that belt has slipped through. The amount of hands and fingers that have raised that belt is just ridiculous. So in terms of lineage and bringing NWA back, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I, I dig it. I, lo- I even love how they brought back the old school set, man. Oh, and, they, and they walk from the ring to the commentator to cut the it. promos. Love I fucking it. love it. I just want to say this. I, I, I appreciate what you're trying to say, but I think NWA is in its completely different world. It's in a different mold. So you don't put it in the, you don't put no, it in the powerhouse? Not, Fair enough. Not not at all. Just for They're, the record, Billy Corgan does. He says no, no, no. I'm not saying. Listen, listen. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is, I'm not saying they're not in a competition. I don't believe that they're not. They don't belong there. What I'm saying is the studio wrestling aspect that they that they're building. The talent wise, yes, they're in that. Of course, they're in that bracket. Oh, 100%, come on, man. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. And even bringing back Melina, she looked great. She looked great. You, everything is is just meshing so great about NWA. The thing is, is like again. You got a wrestling fan booking wrestling. It's amazing how 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 far that can go. It's not like a huge uh, shareholding company, WWE. You know what I mean? It's just bullshit over and over again. You know what I'm I'm gonna tell you straight. I don't care. You could you could fucking edit this if you'd like, but it is. I don't edit anything. Okay, well this is how I feel. Like NWA is. I put NWA over the WWE, not NXT, not NXT. The main roster wrestling is garbage. Complete garbage to me. The booking is awful. I can't. I can't sit in front of a television for more. SmackDown. SmackDown is has was supposed to be better than Raw. And now Raw is too long and it's getting better. But it's just so much bullshit. I can't stand it anymore. NWA Powder is like what an hour of tops on YouTube. You can access that anywhere in the world. Um, and it's just, just there. Clean, clean and and cut. Here it is. Wrestle. Call it a day. You know, there's a few interviews here and there. No a few, music. No music, nothing. No, no bangs. No. I mean, on the pay per views, I think they threw on music and some lights and whatnot. Um, I haven't actually got to sit down and watch a pay per view, but I, 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 I like skim through them. Um, but I'm, I'm full. I'm on board with NWA, and I, and I just want to mention. Uh, I don't know if you can talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. Um, I think Marty Scroll is going to be a key part right now to NWA on how he's branching, 
I don't think he's going to actually stay stuck to ROH or NWA or AEW. I think he's going to be in every little... That's why he got that booking the pencil. You know what I mean? Now he's got that little bit of power. If you notice, Beer City Bruisers just got signed to NWA. Or they showed up, but they're called the Bouncers, right? Um, I think that's what's going to branch those three companies. If you notice, is basically broken down from ROH, New Japan... NWA and AEW, all those wrestlers are, are all coming together and like kind of making like this one form a mold. In my opinion, I think that's going to be the greatest thing about NWA. So I think you're right. I think I mean we we've seen it. We saw it last year with the Crockett Cup. We're seeing it again this year. They're doing Alice and Scroll too, yep. which is fucking genius. Yep. I I do believe that this time, and that's because I'm a Marty Scroll guy. I've repped that from day one. I think uh, he's going to take Alice this year. That's my honest opinion. I really do. I think he's going to take the strap from him. I mean, agree to disagree. Last year's match was too close to call. It really came down to the last, you know, two minutes where everything kind of changed shape. But the way they told that story that night, this time around, I think it's going to swing the other way. And not take anything away from Aldis. He's a fantastic talent. He's a great person to kind of forefront this, the starting, restarting of, of NWA, for sure, hands down. But I, I think that, like you said, Scroll's going to have his hands in everything. And don't forget, Villain Enterprises having multiple champions at different organizations is genius. You got PCO holding down ROH right now. If you have Scroll running NWA as the champion, I mean, that's Villain Enterprises across two brands. And then you bring somebody into AEW. It just, the list goes on and on. They can, they can branch Villain Enterprises out so much further that what you're saying, I completely agree with, but having a representing member as a champion on each company is the best way to go. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, just going back to NWA, I think part of just given the history of the NWA and the title specifically and the way it was defended, you had your NWA champion. They went from territory to territory defending the, against the top guys. Um, championship didn't really flip that often. Um, and I just think given the way NWA is doing things, I think they're going to... I love the idea of the, the current NWA title being defended elsewhere. I'd love to see it defended in ROH. I loved when he, when, you know, Cody, obviously they flipped it for a little bit, but I, I love it because that is what I associate with the end, even though it was before my time, that's what I associate the NWA title with the territories and being going around and being defended by the champion and generally not being dropped by that champion. So I'm going to have to actually disagree with you. I don't think the belt's coming off, uh, all this or Magnus or whatever you call him anytime soon. Uh, who I, who I really like, by the way, I think he's a fantastic talent and, and from whatever real nice guy too. Um, oh, hands down, very genuine, and we've all met Marty, and we know Marty's genuine as well too. He's fucking yeah. genuine. Yeah, no, sorry, I was saying Nick Aldis. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I'm well, saying oh like, Marty, both, Marty both, too. Both oh yeah, no, Marty was awesome. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. Marty, very professional. Marty yeah. was awesome, and 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 speaking of Marty, yeah, he's gonna be. I think we're gonna see Marty's girl all over the place this year. We're gonna see him in ROH. We're gonna see him probably pop up in AEW, pop up elsewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up in Japan for a little bit. Um, he, he, I think he's going to be everywhere. This is going to be a very interesting year for Marty Skrull, especially, um, which, which I think is awesome. And, and I love the idea of, you know, opening up the borders and, and going around and, and doing different promotions. And really, the only one that's closed off to that in the, in the world is WWE. Um, they'll let some of their talent work for other promotions, but they don't ever do cross-promotional stuff, to my knowledge. Well, and I mean, let's face it. I mean, as much as we bitch and complain, like any other wrestling fan does, about the we were just talking about before we went out before we went on the air. The WWE product it has a ton of work to do. The writing is horrible. NXT is the only solid, consistent factor, and um, that's sad. I mean, Raw and SmackDown have their bright spots here and there. Royal Rumble was actually a decent pay per view that I've seen in the longest time. Oh, come on! The storyline that listen, I I understand where you're going. But the storyline that, I, and I, I'm not a Brock Lesnar guy. I thought you were. I was going to say. No, fuck Brock. no. I've never been a Brock Lesnar guy. Part-time champions are a joke to me. Yeah. But I will say that night, you know, Brock Lesnar told a great story in that rumble. And I will say that was by when, when he got, you know, kicked Claymore by Drew McIntyre. I marked out. Me and my wife screamed. We woke our four-year-old up upstairs. I was like, holy shit, finally, thank God. I was happy with the and, shit. And the way he sold it, he sat there for like, or laid there, sorry, laid there for five minutes, then woke up, like he literally got the kick shit, the shit kicked out of him, stumbling around, looking like a deer in the headlights. For a guy that doesn't put anybody over but himself, I thought he told a great story. 
and it sets up Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar for this year's WrestleMania as a decent either main event or under main event, whatever, however they're going to work it. Because I think Charlotte and Rhea may be the main event again. I'm not sure how that's going to work because she accepted. So the story that was told, at least in that given match, and actually I got to give kudos to, I'm a big Fiend fan. I love the Fiend character. I love what they're doing with him. Uh, the him and the Daniel Bryant match, I thought was, in my opinion, one of the better matches of the night. It was consistent. It was great. I mean, strap matches are classic. They're fun to watch. So Royal Rumble, as far as previous year's Royal Rumbles, I will say this Royal Rumble probably stands out as the most decent one out of the last four years and that's the truth being said in my opinion see royal rumble is like my out of the out of the big four is my favorite pay-per-view of course it of course, is so actually i i do like survivor series too but they don't do the old school format no, anymore i, I liked it when it was the I old liked school it years format. Ago, yeah back in 97 i don't like yeah. it now with the brands yeah, versus i don't like that down, yeah so um but that being said uh, I, 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 unfortunately, like I said, wrestling subjective, right? For me, for me, I believed it was poorly booked. Um, I did enjoy the Fiend match a bit. I'm so happy they turned the fucking lights on finally. That, yeah, that, I'm, that, I'm a big fan that, that the red lights are gone away. That gimmick <laughs> was so stupid. Like I could fuck, can't concentrate. I can't watch the match. I can't see what the fuck's happening. I'm watching on a television. Number one, number two, it's like fuck. It's so difficult to see it, you know. So I'm glad that they fucking turned the lights on. Um, the only problem with that is like, I'm, like you said, we're talking here, I, I'm probably younger than both of you, but unfortunately, but, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just as old school as you are guys are though. So when I see a strap match, I'm thinking you got to hit all four corners when they don't put that stipulation in a strap match. I'm going, what the fuck is this? They're going to pin and submit. That's bullshit. You got to touch all four corners. That's the rule of yeah, a strap match, right? Drag his ass to all fucking four corners and touch the fucking, touch the turnbuckle. When that, when they like put that up there right away sean and i shout out to sean lopes dj sean lopes creator sean lopes um we're fucking we're sitting there and i go dude did you see that and he's like yeah what the fuck there's no they're not touching the turnbuckles and i was like pin in submission i'm like what the fuck is this shit i was like okay just a classic this, match with this match essentially this yeah. match completely changed everything but i we were looking forward to that one match and then obviously the rumbles right um as a poll as as to answer your question about the rumbles for me, man, I, I'm, I'm really tired of Brock Lesnar. For him to come in number one and eliminate 15 people, don't get me wrong. He shined up Keith Lee. He put Keith Lee over like crazy. Like you said. Come on, the so, white boy dance when MVP's music hit. That was fucking that was funny. Great. That was fucking yeah, funny. He had his moments. But, and then like even when he took the Claymore and got eliminated by the Claymore and laid there for several minutes and then f- walked away out through the crowd. Great selling. Great. He did a great put, putting him over like that. Fantastic. But, man, the way he like eliminated certain people and then he just stayed there and he was by himself i didn't like that at all i wasn't i wasn't happy with it and at one point i'm like don't tell me this is gonna be the whole fucking the whole entire rumble is gonna be up to like this like like this and then um of course ed shows up with a great surprise us being canadian super super i had a tear in my eye dude uh, did you see the emotion in his face oh you did you saw it right before he did his pose and the pyro hit like holy shit this is happening and he's like do i cry or do i keep going and then lights turn on in his head i guess and he fucking gives her right um but i mean even the women's the women's uh, royal rumble i really didn't want charlotte to win again see i was pissed off about that because i really <laughs> thought i really honestly thought that they were gonna like don't get me wrong gave charlotte time. won that night drew mcintyre won but keith lee and bianca belair got over oh, oh hell, hell yeah oh yeah and, and i even really Baszler. Baszler got over too crazy, man. She was she came up strong. I know. I oh, you're not I, a Baszler fan. I like I like her in the ring. Yeah. Everything else I don't like. Yeah, her fucking gimmick is not. And, I don't like her. Yeah, exactly. I don't, don't like the bully gimmick. and bullshit like that. I don't like the gimmick. You know what? Just come out and just kind of do. I mean, maybe not do exactly what Rousey did, but just come out and kick ass, let's, man. Let's like be I don't I don't need you to sit there with your black fucking yeah. mouth guard smiling with the one white tooth. It looks like you got fucking no teeth left. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need you always winning by a submission. You're talented enough to not have to. I've seen you lift two women. There was that fatal four-way NXT a couple like a couple months back. I want to say in the late summer last oh, year. She's strong as shit. She's strong as shit. She lifted three girls and did like, I don't know, it was like a sunset flip or some stupid shit, but she did crazy shit. But she always goes back to that same submission. Whenever it hits and she wraps the legs, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. I, I, I don't mind her winning. But fuck, at least switch up the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to. It's the same thing. Brock Lesnar comes out. What does he do? It's one trick pony. Suplex City. German suplex. And you just count them. You just count them. Okay, great. What did he fucking do? What have yeah. you done for me lately? And you know what? I've tried JJ Lynx. As beef jerky goes, they fucking suck. <laughs> Sorry, but they fucking suck. Okay? There goes a sponsor. There goes a sponsor. <laughs> JJ Lynx is never going to call me. <laughs> but you know what? Yes, Bianca Belair got over. I really thought they were going to give it to an NXT superstar. I, that's what we were hoping for. But too. now, seeing the, sl- the storyline that's building, 
I mean, her and Rhea Ripley, it's not a bad booking, but I find it weird for her to be like now a 14-time Raw or women's champion between Raw and SmackDown to go down back to NXT to take a step down when her characters, when one of the characters has been consistently flourishing. If you look at when Triple H, when they moved to USA, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, he brought back everybody that they fucked over. They screwed up Finn Balor in the main roster. He brought him right back down. You know, if he could, he'll probably try to get the revival. For a brief period there, I thought he was going to take Kevin Owens back. And I was like, yes. Thank God. Give me some, give me some. See, that's you know, the thing. You say it's a move down. and, and, and some, it's, a move it's a move up. No, I mean, in, in terms of her context and her character and how they built her as like the second generation of Flair. Why bring her back down when you've got so many great talent there? There's no need for her is what I'm saying. Her versus Rhea Ripley, great. But I could have seen that as a Survivor Series. It doesn't need to be a WrestleMania moment, is all I'm saying. That was my point, the long short of it. If you want to do Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, do it at Survivor Series, because then I could see it. Are they going to do any build-up to that, you think, where Charlotte appears on NXT? She already did. She already did. She appeared once, Bel Air and Rip Ripley fucked her up. Then she appeared in Portland. Yeah. And she announced she accepted in Portland. So NXT airs the same time as AEW. Yeah, they aired last night. There's your answer right there. Oh, of course, to, yeah. Trying to sway viewership off the Yeah, of course. The war that's not a war, but is a war, but so nobody's talking not, about it. It is nothing, let me just say this right now. It is, what is going on right now with AEW and WWE is not the wars of the 90s, the 83 weeks that that we saw WCW on top. It is not. Please, everyone needs to stop making that comparison. It's not. I didn't even, make the comparison. No, I'm just you, going off you. the world. No no, 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 but it's not even, it's a totally different situation and it's not even close AEW and WCW are so different in every sense of the word. Um, it's it's stupid comparison to make. That's all. Fair enough. Okay, so there's not a war, but people think there is a war, but there's well, not there's a, a war. There's, a, there's, there's healthy a, competition. There's we could say that. Absolutely. I'm just saying it's not the same war. Like WCW and, and WWF, when they were fighting it out, that was a fucking war. They were going at each other directly. And the shit oh, we all remember Tony yeah. Schiavone's comment. Oh, yeah. Tune in now if you want to see Foley win the strap. Right. You piece so of that'll shit. put some butts in seats. Yeah, it fucking changed He's the still, channel. He... I changed the channel. I was watching that. I remember that. I was actually watching Raw already. Just saying. I know I oh, was a WCW. I was a consistent. <laughs> well, you, you either did one of two things. You either watched WCW and switched to Raw when commercials or the match was boring, or you watched Raw and, and flipped to WCW. I was a watch WCW flip to Raw guy. But when Shivani said that, I flipped the fuck over because I wanted to see Mick win the title. Like, see, my parents weren't as cool as your parents, I guess, because I didn't have no black box or brown box oh, or that, that crazy satellite shit. I had basic fucking cable. So I was lucky if I got to see Raw at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock, whatever fucking time it played at. I well, I used up. to play at 4 o'clock on Tuesdays right after school, too, on TSN. Just R saying. Right. No, but it would play late at night. But yeah. then on Tuesday... The, they would they, cut it. They would cut <clears> it. <throat> no, on Tuesday afternoon also, they would play um, Mon Monday Nitro. And that's when I would watch Nitro. So I would always watch Raw first and then Nitro. But eventually, I stopped watching Raw and then I started watching Nitro. And I would flip back and forth. I, at the end of the day, for us, I think we're wrestling fans to the core I don't believe it's a we war. We were spoiled. We were spoiled. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, I we, believe, we grew up I, in a good era I still don't believe, like he said, I don't think it's a war. There's healthy competition there. I call it Wednesday Night Wrestling. I've been trying to preach that for fucking yeah. months now. Why well, call it a fucking war? They did that already. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. I'm going to start using that. Go ahead. Why, 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 why are they going to try to even like call it a war? Look what happened. Nothing good happened out of it. Vince McMahon gobbled up WCW, gobbled up all the talent, held down fucking people, and if they if you got a push, you were lucky, and if you didn't, you got buried. Like, how, how fucking good was that? How many good talent from WCW didn't get recognized afterwards? Oh, Just, well... You can name fucking a whole book of it. Well, you can talk about... I mean, right now, uh, a great thing about the network, one thing I love about the network is the documentary series that are happening. Right. The Ruthless Aggression series is just started. Two episodes dropped. And again, actually... I'm, again, I'm a cheap fuck. Yeah. I learned from my parents. I don't have the network. <laughs> right. Fair <laughs> enough. So uh, I'll give you my password. I'll hook you up. It's fine. Okay. But um, so the second episode, they talked about the invasion angle that they did. <clears throat> when you thought you were going to see Booker T. You thought you were going to see Sting. Right. You thought you were going to see... You were supposed to. And then you it, were supposed to, but it didn't happen. Right. What ended up happening is you got Hurricane Helms. You got... Uh, fuck, that guy, Chuck and Billy. What was his name? The one guy, was, it was Chuck. Chuck Palumbo. You got Chuck Palumbo. You got uh, Canyon. You got all these... To WCW fans, they were known. Yeah. 
absolutely. But to the WWE universe, especially in the last year when WCW was tanking, nobody knew who the fuck they were. And it was actually Bruce Pritchard on the documentary series to quote, uh, and I just watched this last night, so it's in my head. He goes, when we did that invasion angle, we knew that it was the worst idea ever. We knew that it was bad, but we booked it because at that point, we had to have the competition within ourselves. There was nobody else. So the competition factor was the only thing that made us strive. Agree to disagree or agree to agree is fine. I agree to agree because the Monday Night Wars, like I said, we were spoiled. But once the invasion angle happened, changed the landscape. And it changed the landscape in a very bad way. It almost changed the landscape into the booking that we've seen now. Since 2002, the booking has had bright spots, but it hasn't been consistent. Same thing with John Cena. They, inter- they inter- uh, introduced John Cena, the ruthless aggression period. And he even said it himself. People look at that as a success. It was a failure. Yeah, I found the doctor of thugonomics on my way out. I was one week away from being fired yeah, yeah, yeah. before I found that character. But once they introduced me, I would wear your sports team's fucking colors on my shorts. It's a horrible booking. Yeah. Nobody remembers that John Cena. Everybody remembers the Dr. Thumb is... Well, you remember. I do. I'm a John Cena mark. Okay. Yeah. Well, everybody remembers the Dr. Thumb and Thugonomics to the Marine, to the clean cut, you can't see me, to the Hulk Hogan of a modern era. Or as The Rock called him, Fruity Pebbles, depending on the color of the shirt. But the Ruthless Aggression era was a downward period. It had its bright spots. And now we're into this PG era which I really thought we were going to get out of it, but we're not even anywhere close. And this is, what, this is what I'm saying. So this is the question I'm posing. If you look at the era now, and you look at a character like The Fiend, which is supposed to be this modern-day version of The Undertaker, it's dark, the promos are good, they are entertaining, the matches are okay, depending on the certain situations. I do like the original belt that they gave him, because sometimes when you get an original belt, you know you've kind of made it to the forefront, you're going to carry the company for a bit of time. Would that character work in any other era? Or could they build around that character to the point where a new era could take form? Maybe not a PG-13, maybe not a PG era, but give me some PG-13. Give me something edgy. I'm not asking to go back to where it was. Because don't get me wrong, the Attitude Era, as much as we loved it, there's a lot of bad shit in it too. A lot of people oh, don't remember. Of course. There was horrible shit. There was jello matches. There was mud matches. Braun Panty matches. Oh, yeah, puppies. Oh, yeah. The whole Divas division? Yeah, the whole Divas division was a fucking joke. And when Miss Kitty flashed her tits on TV, I don't know about you, I was 13. I had that taped. I used that for a lot of inspiration. (laughs) A lot of inspiration. If I never hear it. (laughs) It's still in there on occasion. Chocolate titties. Yeah. If I never hear Jerry Lawler say the word puppies again, it will be too soon. Let me tell you. Imagine Bill Cosby saying, putting pop puppies. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But... Would a character like that work in any other era, or could they build around to kind of change, shape, or form? I mean, for a guy like Vince McMahon, who's so PG, it's actually not even his fault. You know who's at fault? A lot of people don't admit it. Stephanie McMahon's at fault. Because when you're the chief branding officer, you control the way the company goes. The company's tailor-made towards children now because of Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon has come out right and said, I want my product to be something my kids can watch. But yet, you forget that all the fans that have kids now watched it, when puppies was happening, when bad booking was happening, when horrible camera work was happening. I mean, fuck, I look at some of the AEW cam work and I'm like, it's shades of old. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of shit to do. Well, and no AEW's offense. got some work to do. Oh, oh, no and no offense, but J- I said this in the previous episode that'll drop right before this one drops. JR's got to go. I love him. But your time is done. You should have rode off in the sunset a long fucking time ago. If you can't even get people's names right and half the time you stuttering, no offense, dude. Be color commentating. Come back every once in a while. But you should not be a permanent fixture. Because when, when Cody did that, in my opinion, it, it, all the momentum they had was side-railed. You want to say you're fresh, new, and different, but you bring JR in to head your commentating team? Like, don't get me wrong. Michael Cole's no fucking better. But come on. This is not JR from when your dad knew JR. This is JR now. And JR now is not entertaining. He sounds almost embittered, old, and angry. He sounds like an old man who lost his fucking dentures, in my opinion. What yeah, do you not, think? Not, sorry, I'm taking the lead here. Not, not fully impressed with some of the aspects of the production from AEW. Like you said, the commentary. I remember, I don't know what, what we were watching, but Cody did an Alabama slam. One of his signature moves. Everybody oh, knows it. Everybody knows it. What did Luchasaurus call it? He called it like some... Like a, a modified well, spine buster well, or something well, like that. Uh, uh, or sorry, not Luchasaurus, excuse me, Excalibur. Excalibur. Uh, 
Uh, don't hate on I'm a Luchasaurus no, guy. I'm a Luchasaurus Mark don't fucking the hate last, on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus okay? I'll fuck you up switch them in my mind no I dig I dig Luchasaurus no but Excalibur called it like a modified spine busters I'm like bro that's one of his signature moves <laughs> you don't even know his fucking signature moves like that like that's terrible in my in my opinion it's a little thing it's a little detail but it's it's it shows they don't have the polish yet they're not fully there like you said the camera angles the refereeing We've seen we've seen some people throwing uh, the the softest most worked punches of all time. If they or we've seen people punches. miss punches all together. Like, <laughs> that was that was that was the most worked punch ever. It didn't even come close. Like it, it, it almost makes you appreciate as bad as the WD product is right now. It makes you appreciate the camera work because at least they can get an angle right. It, well, yeah, sure. They've been doing it for 30, 40, 50 yeah, years man. now. I keep, you know, I, I try to tell everybody this, and I and I say it. Over and over again. I'm a huge AEW. I'm an AEW advocate. If really? I really, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know. Did you know that? I think this is breaking news. Tomorrow. Savage Steve is an AEW advocate. Dude, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going to Rochester next month just to watch a show. All right, uh, it's my birthday gift. But anyways, that that, that well, happy birthday to you. I know it's going to be a kick-ass show. It's I really gonna, do. It's going to be good. Um, but I mean, is it JR's? Is is he over? Maybe. Uh, um, just to touch base on what you're saying, does he belong there? Um, I think he's earned every right to be wherever he wants to be. Um, yeah, he's a lot slower. Obviously, he's a lot older. Uh, I don't think he's going to stay there permanently. Um, he does need a lot of work, though. He, he does fuck up all kinds of shit, like you're saying. He doesn't even know half the shit. He makes Shivani look good, and Shivani used to be the fuck up. The, the, problem, the problem with it is, like, you got... Um, what's the mask guy again? You just said... No, Excalibur. You got Excalibur. I don't want to fuck it up, right? You got yeah. Excalibur... Everyone call him Luchasaurus. Because yeah, Steve's known for his botches, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right? The thing is, though, let me, sorry. I'm, hey, I am. Listen, listen to the episode we did on, on factions. I kept calling it fractions. Oh, really? I'm no better. And Dave Metzler is not Metzler. Oh, fuck Meltzer. Yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck Dave No, Meltzer. but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, everybody fucks up. Don't it's all good. No, but I don't forget to go back to talking about The Fiend after Steve's done. Yes, yes. Don't, but I don't fuck up on other podcasts. I normally just fuck up on mine, unfortunately. And I fuck up on mine, too. God bless you. But uh, that being <laughs> said, like, uh, I keep trying to tell people, AW right now is like a pot of coffee. You gotta let it. It's brewing. You know what I mean. It's still they're still learning. Like you said, the production they haven't been around like sixty years. Like fucking WWE has been. They know every corner, every mistake, what not to do, where to be, every fucking second of every show. It doesn't matter if it's a pay per view, if it's a house show. It's a fucking. They know, bar none. And that's where they win all the time. That's where they get it. Their production is 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 great. And AW is just learning. They're learning. Their stride, they're learning where to be and what time and how and when and even the ref. Dude, we I was at one point we were fucking furious with the referees. The referees the past few months are finally getting their their stride and actually doing their jobs properly in in the AEW, um, as opposed to like the punches and shit. Yeah, that was a fucking crazy shitty botch. Oh man, that was up until the point where poor young bucks deleted their Twitter because of that shit, right? Um, but I mean. If JR goes, he's still going to have a part in the company. He, apparently, he's got this 100%. Senior, talent relations. He's, Dude, talent relations. That's what he was great. At. He was great at that. But I, listen, hang on. He was great at talent relations, like you said, in that era, man. He's not going to be that good in this era because he's not very, you know what I mean? Like, the familiar, like to be familiar with all these new kids, like, people look up to him, of course, and people ask him questions, but he doesn't know much, like... He, he can was, sell a fucking give him barbecue sauce and shit. Uh, JR's good at talent relations. You think? I, I he's got the senior something. I don't know what his is. He's got a he's got a citizen. Are you, say, are you saying early age? Senior like, citizen. Motherfucks, guys, don't fucking know. <laughs> is his his um, what do you call it? Like not EVP, but he's senior executive something or other. The fuck. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yes. so he's got his part in the company. Like, does he have to be on TV every day or every time? Um, at this point, that they're behind him, and he thinks he can. So I'm a fan, so I don't care. I mean, I've seen worse the past ten years. I've seen so much worse, so much shit. I'm just so thankful that I learned that we have wrestling in Ontario because I had no idea fucking four years ago until oh, yeah. until I went to House of Hardcore with Sean and all the guys, and I, I I didn't know half of these guys. I just Rob, fuck, we've only been friends for maybe two years now, right? That's unfortunate um, for you. Oh, I know, very, very yeah, unfortunate. No, I know. I love this guy. I, I try to forget about him oh, all the time. Well, not bad. He's well, not hey, bad. you know what? I, you know what? You want to talk about a dick note, side note, okay? We ran into each other at the Crossbody show on the okay, weekend. Right? So I was talking. I was doing my spiel like I normally do. I was talking to Fuerza because he wants to come back on the show. Yeah. Because now I'm getting repeat guests, okay? That's cool. Because my interviews are great. You're fucking awesome. Uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And this fucking jackass says, oh, you're going to you're gonna ask him the same questions that he posted on his Facebook 10 years ago? It's like, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> pump the brakes there, fucktard. And that's what I said. I said, pump the brakes there, fucktard. Yeah, you know, so you want to talk about being an asshole. That was my, that's your karmatic moment right Hold there. On, I got yeah. you fucking back. That's not him being an asshole. That's him being robbed. That's yeah, just, that's true. That's, that's Rob just is, Uncle Bobby Beaver. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uncle Bobby Beaver. He's just like, he's going to tell you. Yeah, I know. If you don't I, like it, fucking leave. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's, that's, I'm not going to leave my own house. You no, get the I'm fuck saying, out. I'm saying, I'm saying, though. You know, um... Yeah, so back to AEW, man. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, you, it's got to be. It's it, they're still learning. I of get course, it. Yeah, man. Get they're it. not even a year in, man. Like it's it's, fuck. Like they were they were announced a year ago, but they haven't been on television for a year. They no. haven't been able to to you know they've had so many papers. October's a year officially on television, but the company will be one year old on May twenty fourth, when Double or Nothing dropped. That's the that was the first oh, well, Telltale they, sign. They announced they announced in February, like 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 that's when they did their first ever. I go from production date. So the first time I saw AEW okay. on TV right. was Double or Nothing. Okay. That's what I consider the one-year anniversary of AEW. I consider All In was their, was their first, was where, where, where it all started. It was. Where it all started. It was, it, where, where, the, where the revolution of everything happened, yeah. yes, for sure. But as AEW as the brand itself, yeah, okay. you yeah. got to go from Double or Nothing. Double. You have to. And don't, forget me, don't get me wrong, I love Double or Nothing. Oh, I loved Fighter Fest. I loved everything. And you know what? I love I love the fact of bringing back the hardcore. I love that Moxie's being able to be free. There are definite bright spots. That's what, that's I love what. the promos by Jericho. I think Jericho's cutting the best promos he's cut since the list stuff with Kevin Owens. Because I'm a Kevin Owens guy. So I love that I stuff. Can best promo. Can you not? Yeah. That's signed. Met him at Toys R Us, 5 in the morning. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That was last year. <laughs> yeah, that was last year at yeah, SummerSlam, yeah. yes. Um, but just... To go back to the fiend, I know you want to touch base again on the yeah, fiend. Yeah, so we're gonna swing over the AEW thing is so good because they have so much freedom. You know, that's what I love about it. They're, they're like on the mic or cutting a promo or or in the match. The freedom that they have is ridiculous. Yeah, they're being agent like they're still agents booking matches with them and stuff. Dean Malenko, uh, Jerry Lynn's back there, all sorts of great talent, right? Booking matches, but when you go to the that bracket of the WWE, you got fucking actors or, or story writers writing these lines for you and they have to say it like the fiend another way do you think if the fiend goes over to AEW, the character let's just say this and he has creative freedom could you imagine how much more better or how much more creative he could get with that fucking character oh right away i could see him in the blade right him in the blade dude insane. like that's shut up and take my money cody rhodes i would i would love that in a heartbeat but i love the dark characters yeah i mean i got sting on my wall i'm a big taker fan those dark characters resonate with me even kane but not kane before he got the voice box and took his mask off yeah. i'm talking kane 96 burning his brother alive in the fucking casket yeah. that's the kane i'm talking yeah. Yeah. Oh, his brother came. This is why we love him. He's got the best impersonations. Do yeah. Dusty. Do Dusty. Do Dusty. Do Dusty. What? I'm sorry. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little hoarse because I've been. I've been getting really. Listen, baby, we gonna get funky like a monkey here. We we down with the, with the straight talk faithful, baby. We talking about some hard times down here in Straight Talk Studios with none other than the second most recognizable podcaster in the world after Comrade Thompson. That, that would be George McKay from Straight Talk. I think it's McKay. It's McKay McKay. I don't really care. My dad's the one that gives people shit about it. Oh, yeah? Me, I'm indifferent. It's been pronounced wrong pretty much my entire life. But my dad tells... I honestly thought it was McKay up until like... It's all good. A few weeks ago. As he said, it's all yeah. good, baby. Yeah, it's, it's all, all good. good. But so to touch on the feed, I, I think you're right. Uh, creative freedom is definitely an outlet. But in what we're working with now and where the Fiend character is now in that dark character, I mean, let's face it, he's the new Undertaker. They're overusing him now because he's literally all they have. Yeah. They're grasping at straws on the main rosters. And that's where they're missing a trick. And I'll tell you what, me being an armchair booker, okay, if I'm WWE and I've got this character, the Fiend, that's over like Rover, okay, and then I've got this other faction with Seth Rollins and fucking Buddy Murphy. You mean you mean Seth Jackson? Yeah. I don't know what that that one glove fucking thing is. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> but that whole thing. So take the fiend. And so so imagine you're imagine you're watching. <laughs> oh guys, guys, you can't see this. But George is red I, like a tomato. I'm fucking right now. dying I, right now. I just popped George. <laughs> I just oh, that was sorry. Okay, no, no, okay. I'm back. I'm back. back. Okay, so on, continue. Continue. I apologize. That just I I marked <laughs> I broke character there completely. So he's over like Rover. Okay, so so picture that like let, let's look at a WWE. Who's somebody who's really not getting used right now? Shinsuke used Nakamura. used or not getting used well? There not is a difference. Used. Okay, off the top of my head, just because I saw uh, Sienna post earlier today, she got the save today card. Zack Ryder. Okay, 
Don't maybe Don't might not my idea might not work so much with Zack Ryder, but it, we'll just use him for the sake of argument. You, there's a Zack Ryder versus I don't know somebody match, somebody throwaway person we don't really care about, and lights go out, and lights come back on, and opponents down, and it's the Fiend standing there with Zack Ryder, and something happens, Fiend corrupts him, I don't know, does some shit, missed whatever, you you make something up. Like an, almost build, like a new Ministry of Darkness. Yes, yes. you build a faction yes. with these with these characters that are going nowhere essentially right now. Where the fiend takes them and he's he's sort of plucking from the outcasts and building his own little dark faction. And then you've got two fucking nice factions with two guys in the world title picture and all kinds of underlings that you can do shit with and not have to focus everything on the fiend. And so you're talking you can almost get like some a, other guys over that aren't getting used right like now. Like a corporation versus DX type yeah, of Yeah, like, like get some factions going. I, I like me, it. you know, we grew up. NWO, NWO, DX, factions, four horsemen. You want to go back even more? Yeah, you had NWO, NWO Red and Black, NWO you Purple and pack, Green, yeah, Yellow yeah, and Gold. Oh, the Foundation. <laughs> Come on, Canadian oh, Foundation. Yeah. You had yeah. L, the Latino World Order. Yeah, like, like factions, I love factions well, personally. Lost was fuck LWO. Lost was bro. Yeah. Savio Vega, baby. Look look how successfully New Japan does it. They have Chaos. They have Los Ingobernables. They you have can't forget about the Bullet Club. No, still rise, have, still oh, trust me. I wasn't going to forget about Bullet Club. You have, clearly, you have the Bullet Club. The biggest, You've got I Suzuki they, Gun. They they use factions very effectively. And and they do a lot of uh, six, eight-man tag matches that are, are really good. Whereas WWE doesn't do that as much because American fans... By and large, American fans or Japanese fans are very different. So when you compare WWE... WWE and New Japan, you have to bear that in mind. Well, I, I look at wrestling around the whole world as it should be looked at as an art form. Absolutely. It is an art form. When two great opponents or four, depending on the type of, or eight or six, whatever you want to call it, when those men or women are staring at each other across the ring, it's a dance. It's a sequence. It's a story being told. And a lot of people don't get the story. They just see men or women in underwear fighting for a belt. Yeah, that's the that's the ignorant person's approach they don't see it like we see it we're classic wrestling fans we appreciate the business for what it was my kids are growing up loving it your kids are growing up loving it there's kids you don't know you have that are probably growing up <laughs> loving it <laughs> there you go that's another carvatic moment for you but you know what it, it's something special especially when you could share it with the next generation of people you've brought into this world you know where i'm coming from oh, as a dad yeah, perspective it's the best when I see my kid light up, she sees Josh Alexander. Fuck, she's more the mini host is more famous at shows than I am. Come on, she's cuter than you are. Get over. Oh, it. She's a, she's well. She takes after my wife. God bless her. She does. <laughs> so that's how you're getting all these podcasts. That you just bring your daughter yeah, along dude. and get the sympathy. Are you kidding? I, hey, no, no, no. I went. I went. Listen, my classic sexy radio voice wins people over. That's your oh, gimmick. Easy there, bud. Relax. It, it, it is. It is beautiful, and I'm not. I'm not straining it right now to make it sound sexier than it does. Okay. Remember that guy from the uh, late '90s? It was a late night TV show or radio DJ. Your parents must have listened to him. Remember Lovers and Other Strangers on 1050 Chum? My parents are. Fucking yeah, 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 yeah. You remember that guy, right? So he used to. Okay, so it was a late night Saturday night show, and the only reason I remember this is my dad used to work at St. Hubert's. Hubert's. This is a throwback. St. Hubert's Chicken. Oh, yeah. I remember St. Hubert's. Hubert's. Okay, so he used to. He was the manager at the St. Hubert's, oh, wow, where the McDonald's really? was on Saint Clarence. St. Hubert. St. Hubert. Thank you. And my mom used to go pick him up Dude, this at night. Light centuries. This is this is we're going back. She used to pick him up at night, and she would have this playing on. And I remember this one stink that he's like, and now we're gonna throw it back to the Archies, <laughs> Sugar Shack. You're tuned today. In. On lovers and other strangers. And it was just, it was, remember you that remember that shit. guy, right? I'm almost positive they used him as the inspiration for the Scream character. <laughs> Want to hear a scary movie? I'm almost positive. I really am. But in the day and age of wrestling that it is now, uh, final thoughts for the day, and then we're going to wrap it up. In the day and age of wrestling that it is now, good or bad, negative or positive, wrestling fans, a lot of them are marks. Keyboard warriors, they don't respect the business. They only care about what they love. And who they love, they're behind 100%. But as quick as they love somebody... They'll turn on him in a heartbeat. Yeah. We saw that with Tessa Blanchard. We saw that. I still love her. I still respect her. I respect what Impact did. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Do I agree with the stories that came out? Absolutely not. And even when I interviewed Sienna, I always ask anybody before I interview them, are you comfortable? Like, is there not something you don't want to talk about? What she said to me on that day was, I don't want to talk about what happened earlier today on Twitter. We're going to leave that off. And we did. And we had a great conversation. You respected that. And I respected Absolutely. that because that's what, that's what you that's, know, that's standard, if you're going to give me your time, I appreciate that. But as the fact that it is good or bad, negative or positive, wrestling all around, it's a great time now, the last year anyways, yeah. to be a wrestling fan and be proud of it. It's almost pop culture again, like it was in the 90s. 
I see so many people around. Like I went to, I fucking, I took my kids to African Lion Safari this summer. I had on my Marty Scroll shirt. This guy had on a New Day shirt. He's like, dude, I love that shirt. Like I do too. He's like, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm never going to see you again. Let's take a fucking photo. (laughs) Wrestling brings people together. Every time, I'm not even kidding, almost every time I go out somewhere and I'm wearing a wrestling shirt, which is pretty often, there's inevitably somebody will make a comment. I was on a date and some dude was like, Yo, is that a Kenny Omega shirt? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I was at, my band was playing a show and I was wearing a uh, a Jay White Breathe with the Switchblade shirt. Same deal. Got walking down the bar, grabbing a beer. Guys, like, yo, I love that shirt, man. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a wrestler, I think, because you have more options right now. Yeah, steady workflow, absolutely. Um, you, you can get, you know, like back in the day, where really if you wanted to make a big payday, it was kind of WWE. Now you have other op- or you know, go to Japan. You have other options. You can promote yourself. You can sell your own merch on ProWrestlingTees.com. You can do... Stogie so Media and Straight Stogie Talk Wrestling do that. We do that. O200 Tees, all available. Uh, all the wrestlers, RJ City. Yeah, yeah. RJ City, Josh Alexander. Josh Even uh, uh, a couple of... Fuerz is on there. Yeah. Sway Archer from uh, Battle Arts Academy is yeah. on there. Uh, a lot of people are up up there. Aiden Prince. Yeah, Aiden yeah, Prince got a store on there. Yeah. Like this, and this is the great thing because we as wrestling fans can give back. Like... Every one of these autographs I paid for. I'm yeah, proud of that. Street, and street. that's the way it should be. Let me, I give you 10 bucks. You give me a signature. I'm going to hang it on my wall. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you really want to support the wrestlers, the number one way to do that is to go to a show, to pay to see them, and to buy their merch. And if you can, buy it from them directly, yeah. not online, yeah. because they get more money that way. And you know what? If, you, if it's $5 change that they owe you, just tell them to keep it, man. Like, these guys are traveling all, and, and girls and whomever are traveling all over the place, Busting their, believe me, it's like if you're an indie wrestler, you're all over the place. If you're taking bookings, like you're driving hours a day to get to these things, it's expensive. Some of them aren't, aren't making the the money that you think. So get out there and support them, and tell them, and talk to the promoters at the show, and tell them who you want to see again. Get them booked. Yeah, that's my spiel. Uh, I agree with you guys 100%. Uh, we're blessed, like I said before, to have the independent pr- circuit that we have in Ontario, even across the world. Never mind if you can. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Straight Talk is is like broadband. They got he's got a lot of fans. When, when so what I'm trying to say to all you guys, if you're in the United States, if you're in the United Kingdom, if you're in Europe, fucking wherever, South Africa, I don't care. If there's an independent promotion and you can go out there and watch them, go there, support those guys, man. Those guys are grinding every match they're in, and and like and like Uncle Bobby V said, go over there and purchase one of their shirts or get an autograph or take a picture. You know, you're, you're making sure they're getting paid to show up in their booking, but they're making that extra cash by that. When I go to it, like for instance, destiny or a Greek town, I do ring crew at Greek town. So I, I help out Channing Decker all the time. And when I see one of the, not, not, not that they're less fortunate, but I go after like the talent that you don't really get to see often. For instance, uh, Alex Zane came yeah, to, totally. I to was destiny. There too, man. He came like he's, he just finished his tour in Japan or whatnot. Right. He's a, out of all the guys there, like he had, there was all kinds of talent there, you know. And I'm like, you know what, this guy's at his table by himself. Nobody's even paying. His Who was there that day that and everyone was lining up for? I can't remember, but there's a lot of. Was it Mustache Mountain? No, no, no. I can't remember. It was a good show. But it, I remember there was a huge live that Alex Zane, yeah, was standing by himself. Was it, was it Sunny Kiss? Was that Sunny no, Kiss's last? No, no, no. This was, this was this was at Destiny. <laughs> like I've got oh. I've got one of Alex Zane's pins on my. Yeah. Oh well, that was Destiny. That was Haywire. You had RJ City there. You had Scroll there. It was Scroll, and you had uh, Sean Spears there. Oh right, Sean yeah, Spears. yeah, Same, yes, yeah. exactly. No, I went up to so, Alex Zane and I bought one. I bought two of his pins actually, and I was like, "Yo, dude, and you're awesome." I, I, when I heard when when uh, when George booked them, I went and I was like, "Okay, I don't know who this guy is, but I like to know what I'm getting myself into before I see anybody in a match." So uh, you Google it or you go on your quick YouTube search, and I typed in Alex Zane. The first thing I seen was his 640 in the backyard, out of the ring, into onto a table. And that's the shirt he was selling. So it's basically just his logo. Yeah, most gift with, wrestler ever. With the picture on the back. And I was like, you know what, man? Just give me a shirt. And he's like, for real? And I was like, yeah, you got a double XL? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, send it. And he's like, I'm like, how much? And he's like, he's like, oh, just give me 20. I gave him like 25 or 30. I don't even remember. Or it was 25. Whatever it was. It didn't matter. I gave him the money and I walked away. He's like, you're changed. I was like, no, man, it's cool. Just like Rob said, man. These guys, like, they grind on the independent circle. Um, circuit, sorry. And, and I appreciate every single one of these guys. Um, so if you can support those dudes, man, because they're and, and the girls too, because they're the ones that are making the great wrestling world that we have today better. Because we're so used to that fucking 
Monopoly fucking WWE shit. Man, I remember going to Rico all the time. My wife would buy me tickets surprising me. Steve, we're going to wrestling. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we're going to Rico. And I would go to Rico, and I'd be sitting there, and I'd be like, you know what? This isn't, you know, okay, sure. She's like, you want to go wait out in the back, and maybe we can meet someone? Like, that's, for me, the interaction with the wrestlers is so much better than actually some of the wrestling. Just to get to know these people, and like, to see that they're regular people, but they play these personas, and and, and, and they're so genuine, like you said earlier about Marty Scroll and even Nick Aldis and stuff like that. These guys are like legit, like, you know, nine to five guys, but their job's professional wrestling. And they travel, like the travel. Uh, I was listening to your podcast uh, with um, my, my good friend, Jock Sampson. And, uh, and like you were saying to him about the travel and all the miles that you guys put in and people don't appreciate that and whatnot, right? Um, uh, I, but you said you did, and, and same with me. I appreciate every minute of it because these guys are coming from wherever they're coming from to be, to perform for us, and you know, making whatever they make. I mean, sometimes it's not ends meet. Sometimes it's just a tank of gas. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're lucky if you get a meal. You know what I mean? But they still come and they still strive and they still keep doing it. And like you said, some of them do make it to the big stage and some of them do get signed. I've seen few uh, Shotzi Blackheart, yeah, NXT. Mercedes Martinez. Killer Cross. Killer Cross. I still haven't yet to see him, and I'm so pissed that I didn't get to see him. I wanted to see him so bad. Every time I'd go to an Impact show, Killer Cross not there. I saw him at Alpha One. I hate you. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Remember, I was supposed to go with you to that show. Remember? While we're on the topic of supporting... um, Well, let's make it quick, okay? Yeah, last one. Supporting, great. Especially if you're going to support female wrestlers, great. But I'm going to hit you with a hard truth. Your favorite female wrestler... Probably doesn't want to date you, doesn't want you to slide in your DMs, and doesn't want to sell you foot pics. So if you're gonna go, <laughs> if you're gonna go jump on your favorite female wrestler's Insta and start leaving comments every time like you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you have nice feet, and I I swear if you if you don't believe me, go go check out anytime Jordan Grace makes a post and read through the comment section. It's a cluster. Or just see Alexia Cole's post from like a week ago where she's like. I don't want to date you. I don't like you, and I will not send you feed pics. Who was this? Alexia Nicole. Yeah. Alexia. Oh yeah. Same yeah, shit happens yeah, yeah. to her all the time. Right. Yeah. Like, but she's the sweetest girl in the world. She's, she's so nice. So awesome. And, and I feel, and I, I even sometimes feel weird going up to female wrestlers. So I'm like, I hope they don't think I'm one other one of these. That's why I bring my kids so I don't feel weird. Exactly. Fucker. Right. I'm the single guy standing there, and <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're gonna think I'm <laughs> like know? some creepy asshole. So I'm always like super respectful, and and not that I wouldn't be anyways. But yeah, please don't be, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy being a creep online and you know what if you want to leave a positive comment instead of you're beautiful how about something that's like related to their talent and their wrestling rather than just like their superficial looks because i think they probably appreciate appreciate that a little more uncle bobby via spoken like jerry springer that's the final thought of the day you got anything to say before we wrap it up my man man thanks for having us obviously thank you so much buddy appreciate it just invaded straight talk i hope you have us over sometime invasion angle See, so then now I got it. Now I got to invade Stogie Mania. I got to do it. Now you got to come. You gave me a cigar, so I got to smoke it. That's it. We're gonna have to set it up with Sean. He's part of officially. I gave him a cigar before we got here. He's officially part of the Stogie Mania army now. But now he's got to smoke the cigar, so he gets actually blessed. So he's like, he's like a friend of ours. He's yeah, he's friend of ours. He's a friend of us. I worked in sanitation 33 years. (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the show, man. Podcasters showing podcasters love, much like we do in the indie scene here. We got to support and rep each other. Oh, yeah. So any of my faithful that have not checked out Stogie Mania, please do because these guys are kick-ass. They're honest, they're real, they're edgy, they're fantastic. I love them. I don't love them the way, you know, some people may think that I love them. I respect them. I don't the love business. them the way that the internet loves, you know, Jordan Grace's feet, but... I don't know where the fuck he's coming with. Yeah, this Jordan Grace, Jordan, Grace, Jordan thing. I have not... her page. All right, we'll have to... <laughs> her feet? Like well, the I mean, the girls, the girls just gorgeous I in, in every oh, aspect. I, I, I find her a very pretty, pretty woman, but... Like, I can't believe the balls on some on some You know what makes Jordan Grace gorgeous to me, though? Is when I could see her body slam a chick into into this metal stairs right before she won the knockout fucking championship. You know what's even better for me is I'm a gym head, okay? I go to the gym every day. I'm I'm a nutrition dude. I didn't know this. Breaking news. Of course I know this. I follow you on fucking Instagram. Some people don't, (laughs) right? But at the end of the day, like, I appreciate the work she puts in before she even wrestles. Big mama pump. You know what I mean? She's a strong girl. You know, I love that about even Tessa Blanchard. Just, I know I'm segueing and we're almost done here, but just for instance, if I'm making a comment, I'm going to be saying like, 
awesome. Keep up the group. Keep killing it. Like, like that's what, all I ever say. I have my I'll standard say, comment. Keep grinding. I love it. Yeah, keep grinding, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I always do the I always do the fist emoji. I actually no, I do, do the, I actually do the, the, the strong arm. Yeah, yeah. Strong arm. Yeah, I do. Or sometimes I'll do this. Yeah. Oh, you do like yeah. Yeah, to the people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one. I'll do that. Okay. Or sometimes you can actually you can actually do the emoji one with the oh, eyebrow. Yeah. You can do an eyebrow. Oh, so yeah. I'll just be like, you know, keep pumping. Yeah. I would say keep yeah. killing it. That's my. That's why I say keep Shit. killing it. Yeah. There you go. We're giving so there anybody out there that's trying to slide into your f- favorite female wrestlers DMs. We just gave you all kinds of PG options. Yeah, man. Please right. listen. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Jordan Grace is engaged. Like, yeah, fucking like, leave her alone. She's really not gonna leave her successful wrestling fiance Jonathan yeah. Gresham to go. Move into Clint from Hershey's basement with him and his parents. Like, <laughs> where does he get this shit? Clint that's from Hershey. That's from that's from uh, something to wrestle. Clint, uh, Clint from Hershey's got to have some love too, though. Yeah, right? yeah. In uh, 1985, when uh, Hulk Hogan was uh, fighting uh, the Iron Sheik, <laughs> uh, there was a uh, there was a uh, note sell by the Iron Sheik when Hulk Hogan stepped on his foot. Uh, how did you feel about that? Like. That, yeah, that's Clint from Hershey. Oh, okay. Anyways, you see, this is what we got. Oh, we love man. It. It's great. All right, so, guys, that's all for today. As always, I'm your host, your boy. Don't forget to follow the socials for next week's episode. I could give you a hint, but if you listen to every single episode, you know I'm never going to do it. Hit it up on Monday. I'll be announcing next week's episode. As always, peace, love, and wrestling. Stay safe, guys, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Woo! Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.